Should we get started? Yeah, let's do it, man. It's your week. Okay, this this might be a fast one. Um, Jack is coming home off that bus, and we'll interrupt, I'm sure. Um, and we're starting a little late, but that's okay. Uh, quality versus quantity in my book. Every day. Every day. Um, okay, I see that there's nothing in the follow-up card, so I'll skip that and head into uh, the most voted card, which, which is in the could-be-improved column. This comes from you, Josh. It says, we got it. What does that oh, mean? Oh, baby, we got it. This you morning. 19 We got it. Yeah. Oh, so the Anna. Whole household? <clears throat> no, Anna, my, mi- my middle kid, um, mm. so far is the only one. Um, took Anna, well, I didn't. Bethany took Anna to dentist appointment. Mm-hmm. And Anna threw up all over. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, so both of my younger two have been home basically this whole week because Eva is in preschool and they have pretty strict guidelines still, private preschool. Um, sure. So, yeah. and But Anna has tested negative hmm. all week until this morning when we were about to send you know, everyone back to school. Yeah. Really do. Okay. One more. One more test. And you mean the like at home rapid? At home. Ones, right? Yep. At home yep. rapid, which now we're paying for because you know the free ones are gone. Yeah. The, everyone's gone, pretending gone. this is all over. Um, yeah. And just like a pregnancy test, it showed up like super bright line, no denying <laughs> it's COVID. So did you have you had a chance to follow up with like a is that like a spit test? No, we haven't done anything okay. yet. We just we we kept the the um the younger two home again and then um yeah, basically the the school di- districts like, well, they can return after 3 days or something ridiculous if they're masking. Yeah, it's way gone down. Yeah, yeah. So, we're kind of surprised by that. Um but yeah, I mean <clears throat> We had to cancel, like, uh, Grandma coming in over the weekend. So. Oh, no. She actually did. She came, like, because she, she's two hours away. She came. She drove mm-hmm. up, and she was, like, she wanted to deliver this box that she had for us anyway. That's so nice. she did that and said said hello to the ailing children um, from afar. <laughs> but, but yeah, I've just— for Grandma. I am—I'm not that surprised because Anna has two friends— that have both mm. tested positive in the last week. And so we kept testing like every day, and then today it showed up. Um, gotcha. Also, last night I went to eat some M&Ms, and I'm like, these don't taste as sweet as they should. Mm. So I tested negative today. I'm going to wait a couple days. I, I don't have like any plans anyway. Um, I suspect that maybe I've got it too. So. For what it's worth, when I had COVID, when I had the vid, uh, I did not like immediately experience that that taste stuff. I think every case is a little different. I mean, of course, everybody's a little totally, different. totally. I'm not going to stop eating sweets, John. No, I mean it's it's the canary in the coal mine. It and, and here's the thing. Yeah, um, that canary still is dead, regardless of <laughs> right, regardless of the status of your mine. Okay. Well, um, here's hoping everybody has very mild cases if you all yep. do get it. That's what it seems like it's going to be if if yep. it does happen. So far, it's been like a non, mostly non thing. 
Cool. I'm going to mark it addressed. Um, let's move over to uh, a discussion topic that I added. Um, the The card reads alumni Slack. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so this, this is – how do I want to start this? I was thinking about this because Steve Hicks left Artsy this week. Wednesday was his last day. Oh, yeah, he's got a cool uh, gig that's that he's ex- he's excited about. He's going to move into like a developer relations kind of a role. Okay, um, at this company that I forget the name of. Anyway, um, and that reminded me that you know I won't have him on my work Slack all day every day like I have. Right, but I will have him on my alumni Slack, and so. Mm. That's nice. That's a cool thing. And then I thought, oh, I wonder, like, does Josh have this? I mean, obviously, I know that you're on the alumni hash rocket Slack, but I wonder, like, do you have thoughts on this? Do you know other places that do this? Is this like a wide practice or I don't know, I'm curious? It's a good, it's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think for people who have been worked closely together, it's probably more likely to happen um, for like longer periods. Um. But yeah, HashRocket is the only alumni Slack that I'm active in. I think there might be a couple others that exist, and I'm just not tapped in. Gotcha. Yeah, I have HashRocket and Artsy alumni. Um, yeah, I, I was like, I wonder if like Josh is in other alumni Slacks and mm. is aware of other ones. I don't know. Just curious. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool practice, though. I think it really does help keep some of those connections alive. Totally. Absolutely. I agree. Okay, that's it. Um, let's move over to what went well. This again is from me, um, artsy hackathon this week, heart emoji. Well, I don't know. Is that when you, when you do the square, the ASCII um, bracket no. in a three, is that called an emoji still? I don't know what they call that. Outdated? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what grandpas do. <clears throat> um, yeah. So we did hackathon this week. Um, they're trying it three or four times a year now. It used to be yearly. Um, and so what Hackathon looks like at Artsy is on Tuesday, you kick off in the morning, and then on Friday, you do demos. And okay. in between there, you can kind of choose your own adventure. There are definitely boards of ideas, and like uh, it's not just engineering that does this. The entire org kind of does it, so you'll have folks from like marketing or PMs or whatever kind mm-hmm. of pitching ideas and hoping to get uh, an, an engineer's attention. Anyway, it was really fun. I wanted to call out a couple of things I was working on that were that was neat. We've spun up a new Next.js uh, admin application. So okay. Next.js is a is a like a very a, a, like optimized for React apps kind of a server side framework. And our ah, okay. design system is in React. All, like a lot of our like really good like um, modern practices for web development are all centered around this like cluster of technologies, including Relay. Okay. And so we spun up an admin app that kind of mirrors that. Mm. So we can kind of, because one of the things we, so I should say what we're coming from, we're coming from a Rails application, sorry, a Backbone Express.js application that uh, is, is a thin wrapper over um, essentially REST APIs. Okay. Okay. So bringing, so bringing it into the modern world. Totally. Mm-hmm. No more coffee scripts, no more Backbone. Um, so the more like modern front end technologies. So that was really fun. I tackled, um, user administration. So like you gotta be able to list the users. You gotta be able to click into a user. Mm-hmm. And then you, on that edit screen, you just gotta change their name, their email, et cetera. Um, and that was really fun. I learned a lot. 
Cool. And so you wrapped it today or you demoed today. Yep, we demoed today. Um, people were excited about it. Um, we've called our existing admin application old admin the entire five years I've been at Artsy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to have a successor for old admin. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Oh, man. It's like old Yeller or something. There's not a new Yeller. No. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so that's one thing I wanted to call out. Another thing that I helped with a bit so have you heard of this thing called the play date? I think it's play.date is the URL for it. So Panic mm-hmm. is a software company, and oh, they're yeah. making a piece of hardware. They're making a little, like, oh. Game Boy almost deal. Oh, and I think I saw this, like, four years ago they announced it, right? It could be. I mean, it's definitely been a while. The the um, the thing that's, like, unique or cool about it is it has, a cr- like, a literal a crank. crank on yeah. the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. So, they they announced their SDK like a month ago maybe, and so me and a couple engineers have been like interested in this, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and and so you can make games. They've got like a simulator. It feels like a very nice development environment. Anyway, so this one engineer uh, this week for Hackathon thought, wouldn't it be cool if I could like render some artworks on the screen oh. and then use the crank to sort of like as if you were walking through the gallery. And oh kind of, like, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. And then he did, like, a little, like, title card by him. Um, and so I just helped a little bit just to kind of understand how it all works. It's pretty slick. It uses Lua. Have you ever done any Lua programming? Uh, n- no, not really. I mean, I've pre- I think I've, like, brought Lua scripts around because sure. Lua is so easily embeddable that it's in a lot of things. It's in a lot of games. It's in uh, Redis, I know. Um, mm. Yeah. But I yeah, haven't done so they- directly. Go ahead. They provide documentation for the C, you know, for just straight up writing C if you want, uh-huh. or they, they've they've got everything written for in like the Lua framework as well. So anyway, okay. um, very odd kind of things. Okay. So yeah. like for example, like, so some things feel very old fashioned. You can't like ask. So they call ta- like they would call a ha- like a Ruby hash or a JavaScript object a table. That's a Lua table. Okay. Yeah. When you have a key and you ask the table for the value of that key, mm-hmm. it spits back. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can't ask like the length of that. You had to like, like we wrote our own function to get the length of a table. It feels <laughs> super on like old fashioned. Yeah. Um, by default, everything is global. Okay. So you have to like opt yeah. in and use the keyword local if you want a variable to, mm-hmm. variable to be local. Mm-hmm. And so this is abused in most of the example applications to have functions uh, leaking state between. Um, oh, yeah. And that just, like, doesn't feel like the – like, haven't we learned our lessons? Um, but anyway, so 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 that was kind of fun and eye-opening. Very different way to program. Another thing is the screen is way different. It's, like, on or off. And so you have to use dithering for your images there's no grayscale oh. right so the 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 closeness of the dots is how you achieve gray right it's just a it's just a high density screen it's with a, that's yeah okay so you can imagine we have these in color you know great looking uh images of our artworks yeah. and and you get, he like wrote these complicated scripts to like Convert them to grayscale and then dither them in some yeah, way. I don't yeah. totally understand. 
it's it's black magic. That's image magic, I think, is what you use. <laughs> yeah. He actually didn't use image magic, which I thought was interesting. He, he wasn't able to get that to work. Anyway, one more thing I want to call out. Uh, a buddy of mine did um, – he used AR Kit or something in iOS. Oh, okay. To do AR of, of sculptures. So we already mm. had a VR experience where you could – pick an artwork that had this kind of data backing it and then say you wanted to view in room and put your phone up to right. the wall in your house yeah, where you yeah, wanted yeah. to mount the thing right. and you'd see the painting on the wall. Right. And that's always been cool for paintings but doesn't do much for sculptures. Mm-hmm. So he actually figured out how to like get the model. He like used some tool to get the model and then he used AR kit to like, you know, establish the plane i think is what it's called when you're you like look in your phone and it figures out that there's a desk in front of you right that's the plane it's going to place the object on okay and then and then the 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 sculpture went down and then you could see him kind of walking around the thing Mm -hmm. and sort of see it move and stuff it was sweet that's pretty fun yeah and like he said it was pretty easy it wasn't even that much code um apple gives you really good apis there cool that's good to know it's mostly about getting the data you know like how am i gonna yeah yeah. How am I going to get all these? How am I going to convince like Banksy to send me? Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, mm. uh, fun week. We do demos for an hour and a half now. That's how much activity it takes a long time. During our yeah, hackathons. Yeah. And it's just like so inspiring and fun. That's all. That's great. Okay. I am going to move on to what went well from you. Uh, it says Games Weekend was a blast. It really was, John. So, so before I think we left, means, yeah, yeah. Before we left, I had said I'm doing a like weekend away with some guy friends of mine. We're going up to this farm and we're playing board games all weekend, and that's exactly what we did. Nice. I think we played six different games. Some, oh. you know, some multiple times, whatever. But I ended up getting two board games after it. So <clears throat> I'm you just saying, like I. I ended up getting two board games for mm. my family after having played them and, and enjoying them and thinking this could translate well to playing with Oliver. Maybe even night. maybe I could figure out a way to convince Bethany to play one of them with me. But sure. um, but maybe you've heard of some of these games. Like one of them is yeah, called Wing, Wingspan. Yep, Wingspan? Wingspan. Yep. yep. So I got I that one. Um, the Castles of Mad King Ludwig. What? This is a this is a fun one. So oh. this is a game that you you're like building multiple rooms, and so as you and building up a castle, so there's like doorways have to meet, and there's like bonuses for different kind of rooms meeting each other. Wow, um, it's fun. Collaborative. You know? everyone is building their own castle, but mm. you have a shared pool of rooms that you have to draw from. So there's a there's an element of there's an e- economic element there too. Um, a la settlers and trying to negotiate. No, not quite. It's like every okay. every round um, is a different person who's like the builder for that round, and they get all the money. So when you hmm. bu- when you buy a room, you get the money, and then the next time it goes over there. So you have to like kind of pace yourself on when you buy. Anyway, that's kind of the game of it. Honestly, is whoever is the builder has to. Or the auctioneer, maybe they have to price things. Mm. So you have to price it such that people will buy it, but maybe not too so not too expensive and not too cheap. Mm. It's a Goldilocks game. Yeah, yeah, you know. Interesting. 
yeah, so th- those were two of the games we played. We played a lot of this card game called The Crew, which is a collaborative yeah. trick-taking game. I just got okay. that on Josh uh, Branshaw's r- recommendation. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's a space theme, but it ha- really – the game itself has very little to do with space, just the like the narrative that drives through the different missions. Um, but it's pretty wild to think that a trick-taking game could somehow be a collaborative thing, and it works. It's – yeah. It's pretty fun. We ended up playing a lot, and there were a lot of times, like, we got, I don't know, there's, like, 50 missions or something. We got up to, sure. like, 24, you know, just doing mm. it one by one. And then, but near the end, like, 24, we were getting about a 50% success rate. You know, we were doing great, and then suddenly, oh, man, this is getting hard. Yeah. Because we, did, we didn't want to, like, yeah, we didn't cheat. Right. So one of the things of this game is that um, your your <coughs> your goals are for certain people to take certain tricks. Exactly. But you're not supposed to <laughs> talk about who's supposed to take which tricks. Mm-hmm. So there are some ways you can signal what you want to do, but they're pretty hard. Like the, yeah. they're they're not very <laughs> information rich. Um, and so there's a little bit of trial and error of like, um, yeah, figuring out who should take what. We did the closest we got was like, well, if someone had this, they would probably, you know, we were like talking yeah. strategy in general without, <laughs> right, you know, yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, it was fun. I recommend uh, people do board game retreats, which is essentially what this was. We also, we also like made each other food all weekend and mm. um, ordered pizza too, and yeah, it was fun. I shouldn't okay, say so we we'll- made we made each other food. Other people made food and I ate it. It's really good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. That's really good. Yeah. So what were the two that you ended up buying? Oh, the the two I mentioned. Um okay. Wingspan and the and the Castles game. The other games we played were uh oh shoot, what it was called Ascensions or something? Uh it was a di- it was a dice uh resource bu- building kind of game. We played mm-hmm. we played another um round of Oath, which is the game I think I might have mentioned to you last fall, it, and it, and once again it took over four hours to play. Like it's just, yeah. it just sucks the whole, it sucks the time away. Uh, yeah. And we we did play Catan. That was like our palate cleanser after the first night. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Wingspan for a minute. Oh um, yeah, my buddy from high school, Nate, is. Um, he and his wife have a couple birds, and so we always joke with them about being like bird people or whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. So naturally, he saw and picked up that game. And when we were getting together one time, we like they hadn't really played it yet. Like they watched some of the videos of like how to set it up or whatever, but they didn't quite make it to playing the game. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he and I tried, and we I like gave up. I was like, this is dumb and like too hard to set up and too much like oh really trinkets around the board like i just couldn't get into it oh that's interesting uh, you should give it another try with someone who's played before maybe because yeah you, once you get a sense of the it's an engine building game is what they that's the genre right so you're trying to try to do such something such that your economy stays balanced and yeah. yeah, I would like to give it another shot. My sister also said that, um, you know, kind of the similar thing. Yeah. Once you get past some of those initial setup hurdles, it's really fun. Yeah, and I, I played it with having having learned from people who knew it. Then I went, yeah. I went home. I've already played with Oliver. He loves it. <laughs> nice. You know, so anyway. Okay, cool. I'm going to mark that one mm-hmm. uh, addressed. 
I'm going to go over to a discussion topic that I added. Um, it says hard pants versus soft pants. And you voted for this. I voted for it because what the hell does it mean, John? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know either. So we were um, – we like ha- I, I said that – this was Steve's last week. So we had like a hangout session just to kind of send him off and a few people <laughs> – and a few people um, were, you know, we're just like on the call, maybe had a beer and we're just kind of chit-chatting. Yeah. Anyway, we got to talking about like this this weird remote life we're all leading or many of us are leading. And, um, you know, someone said, you know, there's this stereotype of like no one wears pants or no one wears, uh, you know, everyone's wearing um, jammy pants oh, during yeah. their work days. Sure. And, and the person who said that was like, but I've never done that. Do people really do that? And of course, some people were like, "Yeah, duh, of course I do." Yeah. And then um, someone said, "Yeah, what are you doing, Steve? You wearing hard pants all day?" So I guess <laughs> you can refer you can refer what? to like sweatpants, joggers, those kinds of things as like soft pants, and then your jeans are going to be your hard pants. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a textile doctor, but that that, <laughs> that those. Those designations don't necessarily they don't land for line you. up for me. Yeah, like what if you've overstarched your your sweatpants? Yeah, I mean it's possible for sweatpants to become hard pants, but they don't start right. out that way. Okay, but but also the longer you wear jeans, the more they become soft pants. A well worn in pair of Levi's are hard to beat. I think that's inaccurate <laughs> and that almost any soft pant would beat uh, even those very worn-in jeans mm. in the comfort level. Mm. Sleep in We them. can agree or disagree. It's okay. Friends don't have to agree. I guess anyway, I have, are I, you willing to sleep in a hard <laughs> pant? <laughs> that's probably the, um, the threshold. Okay. So, yeah, I just thought this, this uh, language was hilarious. And I that wanted to is, make sure you fu- that is funny. I will be taking this into my life. <laughs> Okay. Uh, speaking of things to bring into your life, uh, you have a card that what went well. Says it says peacemaker. Ever heard of it? And of course, I voted that. <laughs> so, uh, John, yeah, you are a Marvel, more specifically X Man, X Man guy, X Man. <laughs> I right? am an X Man guy. That's right. Right. Um. However, yeah, DC Comics and the DC Comic Universe. They've had a. They've also had an interesting track record with their movie franchises. I think interesting is a great word to describe it. Right. Um, mostly bad. I think that <laughs> almost everything that's come out in the last few years, I've been like, that is terrible. Um, <laughs> like, like I was into the Christopher Nolan stuff at least when it came out, the Batman's. Sure. But yeah, it, I, I'm not. I'm not really. I, nothing. It's nothing's like been like a hit. It's like, who's in charge over there? Is anybody with any taste or foresight in charge? I think they have, like, um, a baby in the basement that's like, (laughs) do this. Um, Anyway. It's a weird baby voice. (laughs) (laughs) And a Superman. Aquaman. (laughs) How about the Flash? Okay. So I... uh, Somebody on Twitter had said that Peacemaker was really enjoyable. So I, I... I went ahead and I watched it, and I think I watched it in three nights or something. It, I just flew through it. Is it? It's it's one season, correct? Maybe yeah. eight or so episodes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you you haven't watched it yet. I have watched it. You have. Okay. You watched. I did it. not hype it or talk about it. Okay. Okay. Um, and I was curious if this would penetrate your your bubble, so I'm very excited that. Yeah. That yeah. It. No, I thought I thought it was really enjoyable. I like that. Um. 
so I've become more and more interested in the, like the idea of this like flawed or anti-hero kind of idea. And that's, that's Peacemaker's kind of origin story much more so than like, it's not like a, a, a an origin story that it, that starts with like, I'm, I'm an orphan um, because sure. my parents were All killed by Batman. evil. Yeah. Or, or yeah, like my parents sent me to earth, you know, and now I'm an orphan. Um, and <laughs> right. Or like any yeah. Disney movie ever. It's more like my dad's a racist asshole and yeah. try to train me to be one. And now so, I'm unlearning th- some things and I was part of the suicide squad for some reason. Yeah. We, we could back up here a bit and give a little context <laughs> that peacemaker is a very minor character in the uh, DC world. Yeah. And, um, but they did feature him in that suicide squad movie that they just did. Um, and like, it was kind of out of nowhere and it was John Cena. Is that yep. how you say his last name? Mm-hmm. And you're like pretty surprised to see that notable of an actor playing a role in that movie that was like seemed kind of throwaway, only to discover that he ended up getting his own like series, recurring series on HBO Go. Yeah. Or now, whatever it's called. Plus, I don't know. HBO Max. HBO Max, thank you. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. So apparently, this was mostly written and directed by James Gunn. Do you know this name? Famously did yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, right. So apparently you are allowed to do things across the um, comic book universe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so that alone okay, is interesting. This, go ahead. There's, there's, there's one thing I want to make sure we hit, which is the title sequence of this show. Which is maybe the best title sequence of any superhero show I've ever seen. I mean, I watched the entire thing every time. I never skipped it. Yeah, it's so good so how would you describe it it's like it's a song and they're Mm -hmm. dancing to it yeah it's a choreographed number that includes the entire cast that ends up being on the show but is completely free of any narrative element of the show sure meaning there are characters that come in and out of the show but basically everyone ends up in that title sequence and it has no bearing on the way the narrative unfolds. It's just like if their a way character to show died in the show, all. it wouldn't matter. They'd still be in this title sequence be- because they're part of the cast. Exactly, exactly. It it felt very much like we made a show, and now uh, if we took it on the road, this would be the finale or something. I don't sure. Anyway, so so yeah, so there there's a song playing. They're doing this dance. The song is kind of funny. One of the things about Peacemaker is that like he's into like. I guess I would describe it as 80s butt rock. I don't know if there's a oh, yeah. different way to say it. Hair um, metal. And so the song and so the song is in that style. Um, and the thing is, they're all dancing and like no one is expressing any emotion. Right. It's all they're all very serious about it. Right. Um It's just real good. I, I mean it's real good. It, you gotta watch it. And then an eagle flies in. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was a great show. I really liked that, um, you know, the whole anti-hero angle, like you were saying, that's very interesting to me, um, as opposed to something like The Boys, where it's like, yes, they're anti-heroes, and like that, it's very much about like, oh, your heroes, like, are they really heroic, whatever. This was, this was a little bit of a, like a character development, almost. Totally. Like, he actually was like mm-hmm. kind of a douchebag that becomes like more three-dimensional, I guess, is what yeah, I would totally. say. Yeah, totally. That like... It's not just about him um, 
being a jerk, there's like more factors, and he does some good things and he does some bad things. And I don't know. I, I, I'm curious. I'm curious. There's this one scene I, w- I wanted to ask you about, and I, I was curious if you have any take on it. He is in this like kind of impromptu or um, ad hoc headquarters that have been set up by this team he's a part of. Yeah. And he sits down at this out of tune piano and plays for like five minutes. Or maybe it's only two, but it feels, you know, it was a decent part of the episode. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily take the narrative anywhere. It's it's kind of a break in the action. But I'm I'm curious, did you have any thoughts or feelings when that was happening? I don't remember this very well, so it didn't stand out to me like it stood out to you. Okay. Um, But, I mean, I probably chalked it up to, like, the quirkiness of the show um, and not much more than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think to me, for me at least, it added more to his what you were saying three dimensionality because he's clearly a character that's dealing. You know, he comes out the gate with so much uh, sexism and and you know under the surface Aggression. racism. Yeah, like like white macho. Uh, you know, his uh, T levels are off the charts. All that kind of like <laughs> right. All those uh, stereotypes are are fitting him, and like you know, America First is very it is very there too. Um, One of the things he says is like, um, "I am a champion for peace, and I don't care how many people I have to kill to get to it." That's right. How many men, women, and children I have to kill to achieve <laughs> peace? It's just, which is kind of tongue in cheek, right? It's pretty right. pretty good. But, like, I don't think he's saying it tongue-in-cheek. Like, no. I think he believes that. That's right. That's Yeah, That's and that's kind of the point. Is <laughs> And then there's this there's this scene even at the in the in the finale where one of these characters he's been picking on, he's kind of a bully to. Mm-hmm. He ends up getting really uh, vulnerable. And you can see the way that it's affecting this Peacemaker character. Anyway, it's a good show. I think that... I, I think that... I don't know how many people watch it or if they'll bring back another ep- another season, but I'll, I'll watch another season of that. Yeah, it would be easy to write this show off as like another dumb superhero movie but or show or whatever, but yeah. it's it's worth your time. Yeah. I'll check it out. Okay. Uh, let's stay on shows because we're there. Um, I wrote I, Atlanta is back with a third season. You ever watch this FX show, um, Atlanta? I, you know, I really liked the first three or four episodes that I watched, and mm. then I forgot about it. Which I feel sure. bad about because I really like um, Glover. Right? Uh, Don, Don Glover. Yeah, yeah. I I've, suddenly I was like, wait, is that actually his name? Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. So I know that it's been two. It's they had two seasons, and right. then like a four or five year break, right? Yeah, it's been a while since um, they've put out that second season uh, i guess i didn't notice it because i never watched it in real time you know mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. discovered it after the fact so it wasn't a, as big of a break for me um but ah he's just like fucking brilliant like yeah. that guy can do like everything right and anyway his show is just phenomenal yeah yeah like i said i really like i i need to get back into it okay well that's your prompting to do that mm-hmm. okay let's get through a few more um, one that could be improved that I wrote was spring break week sucks unless the family goes somewhere. So last week for us was spring break around here and, and we did not go anywhere. I was going to say, and I'm so, guessing you didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And so that just meant we had to work and deal with Jack being home for five days. Yeah. That's stupid. Like that's, that's, that's not cool. 
Um, <clears throat> here in Columbus, they have a uh, like agreement with the teachers union that they only do spring break the week after Easter, which means that our spring break for our kids isn't for another like two or three weeks. Oh, weird. Okay. Or wait, two weeks? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like it's really ridiculously far. Yeah. And, and so they're going to come back from spring break and have like three or four weeks more of school. It's really strange. Gotcha. Anyway, so we haven't even experienced this lack of uh, going somewhere equaling suckiness yet. <laughs> I think you will not like it. Okay, uh-huh. I'm going to check that one. Um, let's see. Where do we go next? Let's let's make sure we talk about dental implants my ass. So did you have dental implants put in your butt? They offered that. Um, I had, declined. I declined. No. You're allowed to decline services at a doctor's office no uh, so i have i have like a I, I have a tooth that that is not present and so that right now mm. there's something called a dental bridge that goes across my front teeth he's, up here he's pointing i'm pointing at my teeth. one of them is my front tooth and then the two behind it are all part of this bridge and my dentist was like you probably need to replace that at some point and it has been in for like 10 years okay. and she said maybe you should see if you're even a candidate for dental implants. So I went on Monday to find out if I am. I went to a, an oral surgeon. And Can you describe what a, what a dental implant is? I'm not sure. I know what yeah, that yeah, means. yeah. So a dental implant is is when they use like this titanium screw hmm. and, it, and it, it like, and then some other th- things that go onto it and it goes into your like jawbone, wherever your root would have gone. Okay. And then they put a crown on top of that. So gotcha. it's basically a real tooth with a, a titanium root. Hmm. But it's a little bit more involved to get it in. It takes, like I said, an oral surgeon to do it, not just a dentist. So I went in to see if it was a possibility, and they did the whole, like, let's do some x-rays, whatever. Let's look at your, you know, what, what do we have to work with where there's not been a tooth there? And then, and then he's like, well, here's the thing. Um, and as soon as as soon as the word bone grafting came out of his mouth, <laughs> I basically wanted to head for the hills. Right. <laughs> right. Because and basically the process would take me it would take me one year in total okay. because it would take two surgeries. The first one okay. just to build up bone mass. Oh my god. And the second one to put a, a screw in. And then I'd okay. still have to go to my dentist to have the crown put on that. Oh my god. So I think I'm going to stick with the bridge. Thank you. Um, yeah. But anyway, good to know. Can you describe a bridge and its difference from this implant? Yeah, a bridge. So a bridge is, it's basically a crown with three teeth that are all connected. So it's one And it one rests thing. on the gums, yeah? It, against kind of, like two of the teeth are are kind of like turned into posts, essentially. And then the mm. crown goes over those. And the one in the middle, it, that's what makes it a bridge, is the one in the middle has no support underneath it. There's no root gotcha. there. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's basically two roots on the outside holding up three teeth. Fake, fake teeth. Yeah. So that's what the bridge gotcha. is. And whereas a, um, I would have essentially three crowns with an implant. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. I don't think you should do it. That sounds terrible. No. It, and plus, I, for like a year, I'd have to wear one of those like mouthpieces with the fake tooth in it. And then I'd have to take that out every time I eat. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Yeah. Like, is there anything about your bridge situation that sucks that you wish you didn't have it so that this would be better? Like, what's the not really? What's the pro? The the pro is my dentist said I should ask about it, and so I did. <laughs> oh, okay. So you found out the information, and you're like, I'm, and I'm not like, doing that. And, and normally, I I I don't know. Nor I don't feel like man. Maybe it'll feel better against my tongue or something. I don't know. Weird. Whatever. But I, I have to say, I have to say one other thing. I asked. Yeah, please. And they said bone grafting. I asked, <laughs> yeah. where does the bone come from? Oh, boy. Do you have a guess? Your butt? There's not a lot of bones in my butt. <laughs> um, a cadaver. Oh, so you would have a partial zombie mouth. That's right. That's right. Gotcha. I don't think you should do this thing, man. I think I'm going to pass. Yeah. So. so dead body bone. Oh, but they turn they, it they turn it into a, a <laughs> they grind it into some kind of powder that coaxes your bone to like grow over it. And then like eventually when that bone is healed enough that it can accept a titanium screw, they zip that thing in there. <laughs> I think I'm gonna sometimes, go home. Sometimes I think these people are like closer to like um, a torture person, <laughs> a, like a romancy or something. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? yeah. If I were to describe a magic spell, I would, I would describe it as the crushed up. bones of a dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's good. Okay. Uh, let's go quick. I have a discussion topic here. Uh, this is a little bit of inside baseball. So the fans are going to love it. Uh, should we remove action items from our board here? Um, we have a retro board that we've built out in Notion. We duplicate it every time. It's the same every time. It has what went well, could be improved, discussion topics. But it also has a column called action items that we basically never use. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We used to use it to find guests. But then it turns out that mm-hmm. John's the only one that ever finds guests. Yeah, so there's I just no do point. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's the thing. If we plan to remove action items, would we have to add that as an action item? Right. The last action item ever would be <laughs> to remove, remove the action it. item. Yeah. yeah. Delete this column. Okay, cool. I'll add it real quick. Okay. Good. And Good. I'll assign myself. So I will be able to both remove that column from Notion and remove that field from the cards. So we would no longer need an assignee. I think that's, I think that's right. That's great. Mm-hmm. Addressed. Uh, let's make sure we hit what's for dinner. Josh, you're going to order some pizza tonight? Oh, yeah. Contactless delivery. Because <laughs> oh, we've got house? COVID. Because we've got... <laughs> I don't know. What's going on? Yeah, not Domino's. We are doing Donato's mm. again. Mm. They've, they've got the gluten-free crust that tastes like real crust. So let's do it. Nice. Probably like, I don't cool. know, eight pizzas? Yeah, I mean, well, Grandma's not not there, so you probably don't need so many, right? So we—that's why we are only doing eight. Okay. Um, for us, I so Jess is really hot and heavy on her um, musical re- rehearsals now. So like almost oh. every day, she's going to be going to the high school and doing rehearsals for two to three hours or so. Yeah. So yesterday, I did I did put a uh, frozen lasagna that we bought from the store in the old oven. And some of that Texas toast with the garlic spread on it. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. So that was dinner last night. Jack does not want that. He he he. I had to like battle him to get him to have four bites, maybe. What? Nothing a kid now. that doesn't like carbs. What's happening? Like, I don't get it. He's he's he. You know what I think it is? It's like he doesn't know how to get into it. Like it's a little messy. You know, like, like a piece of lasagna. Like, like I don't know how to open this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to open this because when I when I put a bite together on a fork and gave it to him, he's like, "Okay, fine, thank you," but like he's not going to do that himself. Right, right. I have to take the ch- chicken off the bone myself. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah. So so I don't think we're going to have lasagna leftovers. Okay. But Jess is at rehearsal tonight, so it might be kind of a do it, like pick your own adventure. Mm-hmm, Maybe mm-hmm. Jack will end up with a sandwich of some sort maybe i'll have some leftovers maybe just mm-hmm, pick mm-hmm. something up anyway just give him a fork and a jar of olives and call it a day what gross that's my that's that's my middle one hmm. anna would eat yeah, olives she, all she day olives. Mm-hmm. has she talked about uh any taste loss anna has not had any taste loss that i know about no she hasn't she hasn't like, talked about it so no no all right. Well, hope hope everybody stays healthy over there, and it's yeah. not too um, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right, sir. We did a podcast. Episode. We did it. We did a whole podcast. I have to go. <laughs> hey. Love you. Love you. Love you too. Bye.